Hello, Internet. My name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. You're listening to Screen Verdict. The podcast with the things. With the reviews. Yes, with the reviews. And what we're going to be reviewing this week is The Avengers. Yes. I think a lot of people are very excited for this movie. I think we're a bit ahead of the curve as well. Uh, mm. Apparently, the, for some reason, in the US, this is a May 4th release date. So, uh... I think it's had its premiere in LA, but has not been uh, has not been released to the general public there yet. So, very exciting. Yeah, usually we have to wait a little bit here in Australia, but uh, this time we've avenged yes. the US. Yes, <laughs> I like <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can uh, whet the appetites of some Americans for Avengers. Or not. Tell them to avoid to see it if we didn't like it. So the Avengers is a superhero movie. Yes. About Marvel Comics superheroes. Mm. And it features some characters that we might have seen in some recent films. Yes. Now, it's not uh, it's not a uh, film version of the old TV show, The Avengers, which is about a couple of British people in bowlers and umbrellas. I think many people were shocked to yeah. find that out <laughs> when you just said that and they yeah. heard of the show for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I'd seen a few films that the Avengers characters have been in. I'd seen the two Iron Mans, uh, Hulk, Thor. The one that I hadn't seen was Captain America. Yeah, but I did have had a little bit of a base, a bit of an introduction to the Avengers characters. How about you, Matt? Um, I had seen Iron Man 1 and the Hulk with Eric Banner. Not heaps. <laughs> and I quite liked these films. I thought they were all fun, but the only one I thought was particularly good was Iron Man 1. Oh, the one I've seen. <laughs> Fantastic. So I guess I wasn't super, uh, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't super excited uh, for the Avengers, except for perhaps the fact that it was directed and co-written by Joss Whedon. Mm. Some of you TV fans would know Joss Whedon is the TV, creator of... TV buffs. <laughs> of uh, Buffy, Angel, Dollhouse, and my favourite, Firefly. Oh, people like the Firefly. Yeah, I only got one season because Fox cancels all their good shows. <laughs> but yes, I was... They uh, don't have many to cancel. <laughs> I really liked Firefly and I quite liked the, the film Serenity, so I was pretty interested to see Just Win directing a $220 million budget film. Mm. Yeah. So I, I guess uh, there isn't uh, heaps of a premise to this film, really. It's just the world's in trouble let's get all these famous superheroes together and they will hopefully be able to work together, unite against a common enemy and save the world. Slash Manhattan. <laughs> the explanation is pretty much as brief in the film. They mm-hmm. just keep on going, oh, there's this, the Avengers project. Yeah. And oh, we scrapped that. We need it now. So yeah. we're just going to call all these people together. Yeah. Now, I was, a bit, I, I was quite impressed at the superheroes that were able to get together for this movie because um, Spider-Man wasn't in it, um, who is sort of, I guess... These are all Marvel superheroes from the Marvel comics. This is why we don't see Batman or Superman. They're DC comics. There's a bit of a, like... I'm not sure if rivalry is the right term, but definitely two camps, the Marvel ones and the DC ones. So you, you won't see them mix... But sort of, I guess, the flagship Marvel comic superhero is uh, Spider-Man. So I would think him not signing up for the Avengers would have been a bit 
like, uh, like you know, you got Robert Downey Jr. So you go, well, if Spider-Man's not in it, I'm not sure if I want to be associated with this movie. Like, I would have thought that maybe, you know, you get the big name that's too cool, too big for the for the Avengers team, and then everyone else sort of feels like they don't want to be in it and sort of snowballs. But, no, they're able to, able to do quite well despite Spider-Man holding out. I think what happened was that Spider-Man 3 was so bad yeah. that they just didn't want him on the team. Whoa! They'll say, okay, look, you've got this new one coming out, amazing we'll, Spider-Man. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, but until then, mm. you're off the team. Whoa, so you think you think it wasn't Spider-Man holding out on the movies, Spider-Man with his agent going, nah, sorry, he's not, like, going to mix with, like, these lesser superheroes. That's like, his version. Like Hawk, yeah. <laughs> he called, he asked to be part of the Avengers, but, uh, no, he said, sorry, Spidey, go, go to your own movie. <laughs> <laughs> so who, like, let's talk about superheroes that were in the movie. Let's go through each of them. Say what we thought about those superheroes, explain to people what those superheroes were all about and things. And probably the biggest name in this Avengers group is Iron Man. Do you want to fill people in a bit on Iron Man? Well, Iron Man is the character of Tony Stark, played Mm -hmm. by Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Who basically has some weird glowing light thing uh, powering his heart. And he is a genius billionaire... Playboy philanthropist who uses his company Stark Industries to build crazy robots and inventions and things. And he has a suit of armor, which can kind of do pretty much anything. He can fly, he can shoot, he can Mm. can do some cool stuff in a suit in which he's referred to as Iron Man. Um, He's probably not just the biggest name in this Avengers team, but probably also the, I think, for me, the coolest superhero in the group. Like, he can do all these things in that suit, and that suit is really cool, and he looks good in it. And also, he's just a really funny character, Tony Stark. He's always got a quip, he's always making fun of people, he's just a really fun superhero. I like him. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think if you'd want to be any of the people, he definitely has the coolest lifestyle. Mm. He does have that touch of... uh arrogance that kind of makes everyone resent him a little bit, but Mm. he pulls it off because he's so cool. Yeah. Definitely the coolest of the bunch. Yeah, for sure. Then next, uh, I suppose we have the Hulk. Or uh, Bruce Banner. Yes. Now, this is played by Mark Ruffalo in The Mm. Avengers. Which is a bit interesting because uh, Eric Banner played him a couple of years ago in a movie, but uh, no one liked that movie, so fair (laughs) enough they didn't call him back. Uh, But then, then Eddie Norton. Did a did a Hulk uh, more recently, and uh, yeah, I didn't like that one either. Well, they must have known because I didn't ask him back. <laughs> I didn't really hear much about the second Hulk, but like, I think this is the only superhero that is played by a different actor than the movie that was out. But I was interested to see how Mark Ruffalo would go. I'm a bit of a fan. Uh, I think he's quite good at uh, stealing films in supporting roles, Ooh. and I really liked him in Brothers Bloom, the sort of uh, con artist action mm-hmm. comedy with Adrian Brody. Yeah. And I think he did a really good job mm. in the film. I think this was the film where they best kind of nailed the character of the Hulk. He was kind of like this big, uncontrollable child in a way. Mm. They had to kind of keep him... Because what happens with the Hulk is when he gets he gets angry, angry. he turns into this huge rage green, green. monster. Yeah. Mm. And so I like the fact that I kind of had to... Uh, well, Tony Stark was kind of poking him, prodding him. He wanted yeah. to turn in the and everyone else has to try and like yeah, keep, him, keep calm. him calm. Yeah, so I think we all know people 
in our in our lives that like we just need to just keep just keep them calm. Just just don't wind them up. And then there's always someone, usually me, who's trying to wind them up. <laughs> just 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 calm down, buddy. Just just take a deep breath. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Like throughout a lot of the movie, there are people going Going now, now just just so you know, Bruce, we didn't get you here to be the Hulk. We don't want you to be the Hulk. You're here just to do your your science knowledgey information. You're just in the lab. We're trying to keep you calm, but you know you know they're going to need the Hulk at some point. <laughs> like you know that you know that it's not just because of his science expertise that he sort of made the Avengers. Like if he didn't turn into a green monster, there's no way he would have got a call up for this movie. There's one in, I thought it was a good character. I thought Mark Ruffalo did a great job um, and probably was the best Hulk and things. The one problem I had with this Hulk guy was the first time he becomes the Hulk, he's got no control over his actions. And the second time he becomes the Hulk, he's got complete control over his actions. And we don't get that middle bit where, you know, you, you see how he learns to use that Hulkishness for good rather than for just mayhem. So I found that a little bit nonsensical. I found that a little confusing as well. It was a bit of a plot hole, but I kind of just seemed to ignore it because I still felt like the Hulk was probably the best character in the film. I think in some ways the Hulk stole the film. Whoa, you're a huge Matt Ruffalo fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think as, as funny and as much as I'd like to be Tony Stark myself, in terms of just who was the funniest, who brought the biggest laughs, I think... All the best moments were Hulk moments. Uh, I, I, like, I still prefer Tony Stark, but I thought the Hulk did bring a lot to the table with the film. That that sort of huge plot hole aside. <laughs> then we've got Captain America. Yes. Played by the actor Blandy McCardboard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Better known as Chris Evans. Uh, now, this was a superhero I didn't know heaps about. I'd just seen the trailer for the Captain America movie. Um, this is a guy who was around in World War II, billed as the first ever superhero in the movie. That's his sort of claim to fame. Uh, so famous that there were trading cards out about him. And, look, he's just dressed up in, like, red, white, and blue. He's sort of fairly patriotic, a bit like he, he sort of captures everything in that he's a soldier, like, we need to take orders, oh, you never lost a soldier before, things like that. You know, he's fairly uh, no-nonsense, straight man, not, 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 not in the mood for Tony Stark's comedy and shenanigans. And uh, I guess his superpower is he's really strong and he's got a weapon, which is a shield, which is sort of more a defensive thing than a weapon. So it's a bit confusing, like, why he's chosen a shield to be his thing. I don't know. There's a backstory to that. He just, like, sort of throws it at people every now and then. Yeah, Captain America is, was by far my least favourite of the superheroes in the film. He has a pretty lame costume. I would not yeah. wear that costume. I don't. He doesn't seem to get any powers from the costume. It's not like Tony Stark in his Iron Man suit. Like, mm. he doesn't need that. It just looks silly. And he has a pretty, like, silly weapon, I feel, in the shield. Like, we'll get to Thor in a bit, but he can sort of throw his hammer and then sort of bring it back to him. Hmm. Captain America keeps throwing his shield at people. It's not a boomerang. He then has to go get that shield yeah, back. No, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, he basically just has, like, a rock as a weapon. He throws a rock at someone, like, oh, if I want to use that again, I've got to go pick up the rock. 
Yeah, I found this like he didn't bring heat to the table. There were two things that I'll give Captain America. Okay. The first is that he was kind of the bland, straight guy that was irritated by Tony Stark. Yes. Gave the opportunity for Tony Stark to be humorous. Yes. By kind of poking fun of him. At his expense. The second thing was his haircut. He had this silly little fringe thing. Yeah. You could set a watch to that haircut. His head barely moved. No matter how much stuff was blowing up around him, no matter how much he was flying through the air, that hair just stayed the same. Yeah, well, he's I wonder a, what gel, what product he's using. He's an army man. Yeah. They, they, they know how to do, like, still hair. Daffer Dan, linseed oil. Yeah, but, uh, you know, so Captain America, like, clearly a bit lame. <laughs> if if Tony Stark brings a lot of uh, style to the uh, to the Avengers team, Captain America does a bit of damage to that style. Then we have Thor. Yeah, Thor. Like Batman, feels the need to do that deep voice all the time. I wonder how Chris Hemsworth's throat felt at the end of yeah. uh, <laughs> end of the shoot. Yeah, here's what I didn't get: Is he a superhero or is he a god? Because they referred to him as a god a lot in the film, but they also treated him just like one of the regular superheroes for a lot of the film. He's from another world. He's not mm. from Earth. He's from yes. Asgard. Yeah. And I think he is like a type of god, like a demigod. I'm not exactly sure on his god mm. status. Yeah. I'm not sure that he can be killed by humans. I don't think he can oh, be. So he's immortal. Hmm. So that's, that's sort of interesting... Um, you know, in one sense, being sort of a god or godlike, you think would mean that the superheroes would treat him with a little more respect. But no, <laughs> he's just one of the regular, you know, he doesn't get a special seat in their meetings or anything. He's, he's just one of them. <laughs> they just treat him like any other superhero. I think he's one of the more handy fellows to have in the group, though. He definitely, in terms of abilities, brings stuff to the table here. He's just flying around with his hammer, and that's mm. it's a pretty good weapon. Yeah, it's just like his weapon's a hammer, and his ability seems to be he can make that hammer go into his hand, wherever that hammer is. Yeah, no matter how strong you are, other people could not lift the hammer. It yeah. is that heavy, whereas he just swings it around and bashes people about with yeah. it. He could also, like, make lightning <laughs> and zap people with lightning, which is a pretty good good skill in its own right. I did find him a little annoying, though. He wore sort of olden day clothes, and he sort of spoke in an olden day voice all the time. He was very over dramatic, and yeah, just a bit of a drama queen. This Thor guy. I disagree completely. I think they used the image of that kind of serious, kind of medieval fantasy type look, and then sort of subverted that with a lot of light humour, sort of based on, on the, the differences between him and the humans and the differences between the worlds. Yeah, not only did I think he had, like, sort of the most useful powers, but was also very funny. Yeah, like, I'm not saying there was no comedy, I'm just saying, like, like the first scene with his brother, where he goes, We are brothers! We need to be working together! Like, he's the bad guy, he's not going to work with you. Like, just take a chill pill, let's all, like, sit down and chat. Like... You know, he's just like... But these are like demigods that have been to, like, wars together, arguing about ruling kingdoms. I feel like when you... The, the com- topic of conversation is ruling kingdoms. You shouldn't be like, so what do you reckon? Do we do this? Like, it's not you and me going down to the coffee shop 
It's about, like, the lives of millions of people. And that's why he's like, oh, I'll be doing this and that. That's why it gets like that. Uh, it just seemed like very Shakespearean, the way he spoke. Oh. It was a little, a little grating. <laughs> um, like, I would be getting very annoyed at this if I'm on this Avengers team. I'm like, can you speak like a regular person, please? Like, we're, we're, we've got a job to do, and we, we don't have time for your sort of shenanigans and theatrics. <laughs> Okay, we're getting towards the end of these superheroes now. Um, I think that's all the superheroes. Wait, 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 wait. There's uh, Scarlett Johansson. Not a superhero. The Black Widow. Well, this is interesting because she's on the well, she's on the Avengers. It's a team of superheroes. Is not they don't they never say a team of superheroes though. They just say like a team. Okay. Like what's a superpower? Being really hot. That's not a superpower. <laughs> this Black Widow, who they don't really call Black Widow much. She's got a name. She's got an outfit, which may or may not be the same outfit that everyone else wears. Regardless, she rocks it out very well, um, and she she seems like she can. She's very good at fighting. She's very good at combat. Not a superpower. <laughs> what do you mean, not a superpower? Like it does seem like she might be sort of like better at it than a, than an average person would be. It seems like. She can, like, jump further than a normal person can jump. She can, like... When she's in that combat and she, like, grabs that guy's head between her legs and, like, twists it and, like, then, like, does a backflip off him and things, that seems sort of super-ish. Unrealistic fight choreography does not equal superpowers. (laughs) She's just athletic. I liked Black Widow. I thought she was good. I thought she was good on the team... She was very good at interrogating people, at getting them to reveal information they didn't already get, which I find somewhat more entertaining than superpowers. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought she was a really engaging character. I couldn't take miles of her. <laughs> I quite liked her in the film. I did like her ability to manipulate people in these mm. interrogations, and she did add things to the film, but not a superhero. Okay. We then got Hawk who you might say is also not a superhero <laughs> due to his lack of superpowers. <laughs> um, Sorry, it seems I'm a like, bit of a stickler on that point. Seems like his superhero ability is being able to shoot arrows very well. Uh, Stop calling <laughs> abilities superhero abilities. <laughs> and I could say, oh, my superhero ability is being good at PlayStation. That's not a superhero ability. Well, uh, okay, look. It's <laughs> barely an ability, but... <laughs> does, does Is Batman a superhero? Well, this is... This is <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a superpower, but he's still a superhero because he's got abilities. Hawk gets the call for the Avengers. He's a superhero. He's just working for S.H.I.E.L.D. He always works at S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, okay, so we've got Hawk, who can... Uh, he's a bit of a regular Catmus, uh, this Hawk. Which pretty much means he can shoot arrows pretty well. He'd do well on the Hunger Games. So, did you like Hawk? Not really. I was pretty let down. I quite like Jeremy Renner as an actor. I think oh, he has a lot of ability, but... Uh... I thought his character was pretty bland and one-dimensional, and some of the arrow shooting, and some of the arrow shooting scenes were pretty cool. The action was okay, but as a character, I don't think he brought a lot to the film. The arrow shooting is definitely cooler than like the shield weapon. He brought that to the table, but I sort of agree. Other than the arrow shooting, 
he's a bit of a bland character that doesn't bring much to the to the team. Then we've got Fury, the Samuel L. Jackson character, who's sort of the boss. And my impression was he's gotten all these superheroes together for a team. He's got an eye patch and some sort of weird stuff happening around his eye. He sort of looks pretty cool. I was sort of thinking he must be the elder superhero, the like older superhero guy that's sort of gotten all the younger superheroes together. He's sort of like the mentor for superheroes sort of thing. Um, as the film went on, I realised more and more that it seems like he's not a superhero. Seems like he's got <laughs> no ability or anything. His ability or his only skill seems to be in organising meetings, and he just he just runs meetings and um, and. Uh, I think we need to explain that there is this organisation like Shield. They're supposed to be like yeah. Homeland Security yeah. or CIA or something like that, and he seems to be like the head of at least like a department. Yeah. He's just a guy, not a superhero. I know, I know, I realise that. Black Widow and Hawk, they just work there, not yeah. superheroes. Yeah. Okay, I, I just, as the film went on, I realised this Fury guy, I thought he was going to do something cool at some point, and he didn't really. He was just behind the desk the whole time. The purpose of him is to organise the others and keep secrets, basically. Yes. I thought when, like, it came to crunch time and their backs were against the wall... He'd be a little like, I thought I was too old for this shit. And like, uh, then join the team. (laughs) (laughs) In the version of the film, in your head, Fury is played by Danny Glover. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he just like, it would turn out that he could fly and he'd just fly over and meet up in the wall or something. (laughs) <laughs> Such a stupid superpower, but uh, no, he was just a just a just a regular guy with the eye patch. <laughs> then we got some bad guys in the film. They're aliens. Do you want to say anything more about the bad guys? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say <laughs> yeah. that you haven't mentioned the one bad guy in the film. The bad guy <laughs> is Loki. Take, I thought that'd take long to explain. <laughs> It's it's simple. Okay. Loki is Thor's brother. Mm. He's the bad guy. Yeah. He wants to get some sort of power, sort of run world the world. He uses aliens to help him. Pretty much. Mm. So it's a bit of like superheroes versus aliens, this movie, isn't it? <laughs> so I think we've talked about the bad guys and the other characters enough. Uh, what did you like about this movie, Jonathan? I think the thing I liked most about the film was the sense of humour. Mm-hmm. I think Iron Man did it quite well. Iron Man 2, it was bizarre. It had some very funny lines that would be immediately followed by terrible lines. And I didn't know how in the writing or the shooting process was it that the bad lines weren't emphasised by the good lines and that they somehow still made the film. Mm. Anyway, there were pretty much no bad lines in the Avengers. I didn't think anything bombed. I think all the humour hit. And I think this interspersed throughout the okay story and the big fun action scenes helped uh, keep me interested, keep the pace going throughout a quite a long two-hour, 20-minute film. Mm-hmm. I also think the characters came together quite well. I was You have these kind of very different characters, all with the big egos or whatever, because they're, they're superheroes, and I thought it would be interesting to see how they'd mesh together. And I thought the dynamics of that worked 
very well. I thought Iron sort of poking the Hulk, but they liked each other, and then sort of a bit of a power struggle between him and Captain America, and then Thor is kind of the odd one out because he's from not even from this planet. I thought the interactions between the uh, the characters was just probably just as interesting as the interactions with the bad guys. Mm-hmm. What I liked about this film was that. Uh, the the actors they were able to get for this film, I really think it would have struggled without um, Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo. I think like the fact that you had those three actors, um, I think like they made it a lot more enjoyable and they could deliver the lines well and create those sort of good relationships. As as you say, like um, Captain America was fairly bland and at a not a very engaging performance but because Robert Downey Jr. that was there he was able to provide good moments because Downey Jr. could bounce off him um so I think they're they're really what I really enjoyed about the movie and made me think it's like more than just oh it's just an average entertaining movie with quite a few plot holes and uh convoluted storylines it's like oh this is fun like uh, Robert Downey Jr. is so much fun as Tony Stark. Uh, Mark Ruffalo's a good sort of sparring partner for him and a good sort of like a uh, uh, good sort of a quieter sort of interesting guy. And Scarlett Johansson's just really cool with these awesome fight scenes and interrogation scenes and outfit. So uh, like they were actors that were good enough to make this film work. One other thing that I liked about the film was the design of the aliens. I think sometimes it's hard to come up with sort of new character designs for the bad guys. Often the films, they kind of look the same. Mm. I thought they looked pretty cool. They kind of had this thing where they were sort of fused with machinery, mm. uh, which was kind of interesting to see. And they had these sort of big flying bad things. Caterpillars. Yeah. What, they, well, what it actually reminded me of was the old video game Shadow of the Colossus. One of the great things about that game was how, in a way, sort of scary and enormous and like, overbearing these colossi were, but in a way they were kind of beautiful. Mm. And uh, one of the, just one of the, the colossi from that game reminded me of the alien, mm-hmm. flying alien thing in this film, which I liked a lot, brought, mm. brought back some good memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I've said they did original character design, then I've referenced something else, therefore yeah. it's not that original, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Shut up, Matt. Yeah. Shut your face. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah. Wasn't going to say anything, but okay. What didn't you like about the movie? Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Ah. Why was she in the movie? I don't know. I like, she didn't really do anything, did she? No. Yeah, I don't know why she's in it. What I didn't like about the movie was is that I hadn't seen a lot of these earlier superhero movies. And I thought since this is such a, like, a, a film that they've made to appeal to the masses, uh, I, would th- I wouldn't have thought I would have needed to see the other movies beforehand. And I didn't need to see them. I can still pick up the story and the plot and things. But at the same time, like, I didn't feel like uh, they did a great job of, like, explaining, like, what, what's Thor's deal and, like, what, what is actually his super... Like, I didn't even know if he was a god or a superhero because it seems so interchangeable the way they referred to him and treated him and things. Like, I think I, of the films, the previous ones, the one you would most need to see in order to understand 
the backstory going to the Avengers is Thor. Okay. Because Thor, he comes from another world. It's kind of harder to guess what's working, how he works. And also, his brother is the bad guy. So, you're kind of missing a a fair bit of the story if you haven't seen Thor. I felt not having seen Captain America, I didn't miss anything. And I think you could probably just pick up on the things about Iron Man and Hulk, probably. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, with with the Thor, I think, like, because there's a lot of talk about this place they've come from, this planet. I'm going, so are they aliens? Are they superheroes? Are they gods? Like, they, they never sort of made a clear sort of, okay, this is this guy... This is what he can do. This is his limitations. And when I'm watching a superhero movie, I want to know what the superhero's limitations are. I guess that's what I didn't like about the film. It seemed like there was a bit more assumed knowledge about these superheroes than I was hoping for. I suppose the film was pretty long already, and they didn't want to have to spend time establishing all the characters and backstory. It It was pretty long. Oh, we also had in this movie something I liked, um, just to go back to light stuff, there was a Return of Jafar moment. I won't say any more to, because I don't want to spoil the Avengers, but there was an Iago moment. Another movie, just like Wally, ripping off Return of Jafar. Which we have established is a good thing to do. No, it is a good thing to if do. If you want to steal ideas, steal from Return of Jafar. Yeah, so great job, uh, Avengers. Yeah, let's move on to... The second edition of our new Screen Verdict segment, What Blank Has Taught Us. Mm. And uh, this week, it's What The Avengers Has Taught Us, uh, which is a segment where me and Jonathan share something that we've learnt from the uh, movie or TV show we've, we've watched. So, Jonathan, what has The Avengers taught you? Well, in The Avengers, all the drama is brought about from this energy source referred to as the Tesseract, mm. which is partly being examined in order to uh, find a renewable source of energy. Mm-hmm. So what this has taught me is that trying to find a renewable source of energy is only going to result in Earth being invaded by aliens. We should just avoid that and just burn as much wood and oil and fuel as possible yeah. and just avoid renewable energy because it results in nothing but bad things and aliens. Hmm. Fair enough. That was interesting. I did not know that before the movie. (laughs) So, Matt, what has the Avengers taught you? Well, Jonathan, I think that that perhaps we as a human race are incredibly underprepared for an alien invasion. Because, like, we don't have a Tony Stark slash Iron Man. (laughs) We don't have a Hulk. We don't have all these Avengers that we can draw upon when aliens invade us. Um, That's not good news. No. Why isn't our government doing anything to... We should be putting more scientists in rooms with exposure to gamma rays just to see if that'll create a superhero. Yes. We need to be working on superhero development. Would you volunteer for that? Um, to, to work on the project or to be the person... To be the guy exposed to gamma rays. No way! I don't know <laughs> the guy. Could end up like Captain America or the Hulk. Yeah, but like, 
one of the characters I found incredibly lame, and the other one, like... <laughs> I think mean, he was probably lame movie. before he was exposed to gamma rays. I'm not sure you can... I'm not sure that's a side effect. <laughs> Being a lame guy without a sense of humour. Yeah. Oh, that Matt, he used to be so much fun before he was exposed to gamma rays. Well, you never know. I have a lot of fun now. I don't do anything to put that in jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to be spending more government resources on superhero development. Um, and look, to the leaders of our political parties, I want, with the next campaign, there to be a campaign on superhero development. Yeah, superhero project would get my vote for sure. Yeah, Australia should be leading the way with superhero <laughs> development. <laughs> yes. And that's what the Avengers has taught us. Yes. Time to move on to our screen verdict. Mm. What are your final yes. thoughts on the film, Matt? I actually quite liked uh, this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I enjoy getting... Um, when you get a, a ragtag bunch of superheroes together to uh, sort of save the world, that's that's usually a fun concept. It worked in Heroes Season 1. Uh, I think it, it has worked in some of the X-Men films. Uh, it, it's good. And if you've got engaging characters um, and fun characters, which about half of these superheroes were, then um, it, it's going to work. So... I enjoyed that. I thought it was fun. That being said, it seemed like it was a somewhat convoluted and complicated, like, sort of whole premise to saving the world. I would have perhaps, like, maybe something maybe simpler, and then you could focus a bit more on the relationships and less on the sort of story about which planet and aliens and dimensions and wormholes and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I could have maybe then trimmed a good 30 minutes off the two-and-a-half-hour movie as well. So I had fun. So I'll I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I think The Avengers is pretty much what you want with a superhero film. Got lots of fun characters with a really good dynamic, lots of good interaction between them, some good action scenes. I don't think they spent too much time on the setup. There was a bit, but there was a lot of things to introduce. Kept a good pace up throughout the film. I think it was very funny. Surprisingly funny, actually. Particularly liked Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo. I think the story was interesting enough to keep me engaged, enough sort of twists and developments to keep me going. Though it wasn't the most clever or surprising script, but I think it did the job. And I was pretty satisfied with the end. I liked the ending. So I'm going to give The Avengers 8 out of 10. Solid. So that's our thoughts on the Avengers. Housekeeping. Do we have any housekeeping for the podcast this week? Actually, I've, I've got some. So we still are. Uh, thank you for submitting, uh, everyone, your uh, submissions for the zombie competition. We're sifting through them now. We'll uh, reveal the winner at next week's uh, podcast. Um, a bit of a shout-out to um, the winner of our Moneyball competition. Is it Ian Burt? Yes. Yeah. He has uh, he he received his prize, his uh, his baseball signed by us for winning our Oscar Moneyball competition, uh, and yeah, pretty 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 exciting. And he posted a picture of it on our fan page. Um, he, he's using that to prop up his DVD collection at home. That's pretty cool. <laughs> good DVD collection. Yeah, he's got some pretty good movies there. Um, yeah, there will be blood. Uh, Tinker Tail Soldier Spy, that was a good one this year. Oh, one of the good Woody Allen ones, Annie Hall. Yeah, no, some pretty pretty good films in that lineup. Um, 
Ian, not just good at our Oscar predictions, but a pretty good movie taste too. Conversation, no country for all men. Yeah, a little too much um, Cohen Brothers love in this uh, <laughs> shelf. But anyway, that's fine. No country is so much better than There Will Be Blood. I disagree. <laughs> Shame we weren't doing a podcast back in 2006, seven. Seven? Yeah, when those movies came out, we could have had a There Will Be Blood versus No Country Smackdown. And the winner would have been The Assassination of Jesse James. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for that. Just one of the examples of the uh, many prizes given yes. away by Screen Verdict. Yep. Next time you see uh, a competition from us, jump on it, because uh, mm. we follow through. We, we yeah. actually you, you get You actually get the prize. It's not just something we talk about. Yeah. So I think that's a podcast. Mm, it is. Thanks for listening, and... Avenge you next week, guys. Yeah, we don't want to avenge the listeners. (laughs) We want to reward them for listening with prizes. We won't avenge you next week. Thanks for (laughs) listening. Bye.